Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. On this broadcast, Shaladio teaches God's Word on soul ties and other relationship issues affecting the believer. Listen and be blessed. Hello, uh, you're welcome to Prayer and Fasting Day 17 uh, with Pastor Shaladio. Uh, we are continuing with our discussion today on the God-appointed fast, the kind of fast that God has appointed. And it is only when we fast the way God expects us to fast that we can reap the rewards of fasting. Hallelujah. And that's what we're going to be discussing today. Uh, the prayer point for today, uh, which is day 7, today is the 17th, is, Lord, please give me wisdom, insight, and divine direction that will cause me to flourish in drought and recession in the name of Jesus. And the scripture for that is Isaiah chapter 58, verse 11. It says, And the Lord shall guide thee continually. The Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters fail not. So it means that your waters will not fail even in the midst of drought and recession is just like drought. So you don't have to. Uh, put the words of recession on your lips and acknowledge it. No, this is a prayer that you ought to pray. That Lord, the wisdom, the insight and divine direction that will cause me to flourish even in the time of drought and recession. I receive it from you right now in the name of Jesus. That during this fast, I receive divine direction that will cause me to flourish in the time of drought. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, we've... Well, we started off days one to five by uh, establishing that prophetic utterances and God's word require a fight of faith for you to see its manifestation. And then uh, days six to ten, we examined the sort of things, the sort of movements that we feel in our spirit, in our souls, that constitute our personal call to a season of prayer and fasting and traveling prayer. And then days 11 to 15, we looked at the subject of praying in tongues. We were able to establish from scriptures that praying in tongues is the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And everyone who believes in Jesus Christ, who has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, uh, can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is for every single one of us who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the where there are benefits of praying in tongues, especially on a daily basis. Uh, we saw from the scriptures that when you pray in tongues, you are praying with the help of the Holy Spirit and you are praying directly to God. You are speaking directly to God and you are communicating in the most effective way to God. And then we also saw from the scriptures that when you pray in the spirit, you are building up yourself on your most holy faith. You are It's like you are charging yourself up spiritually. So praying in tongues is very good for personal edification. It will help you grow very quickly as a believer. When I first got born again, um, 
I mean, I belong to uh, a fellowship that they believe so much in praying in tongues. Then, so I mean, that was just what, what I, I, I would do when I just got born again. I just be praying in tongues. I just be praying in tongues, and you know, within things that you know used to take a lot of i mean christians like you know days and weeks you know to overcome on their journey uh, they were just dropping off my life uh cigarette addiction to smoking dropped in less than four days addiction to alcohol nicotine they all dropped every day all you know, just vanished in less than one week because after I got saved and got filled with the Holy Ghost, I was just praying in tongues. I would just be praying in tongues for minutes and for hours on the way to lectures. I'll be praying in tongues under my breath. On my way back from lectures, I'll be praying in tongues under my breath. When I get to the room, I'll pray loudly in tongues. I would not come out for hours. I'll just be praying and you know, praising God, worshiping God, and praying in tongues. And you know, it's it really helps spiritually. So if if you find that you are spiritually weak, it's because you don't pray in tongues a lot. You need to start praying in tongues and you discover that the strength of God, the strength of God will come upon your heart, will come upon your spirit and you'll be able to stand strong in the revelations that God has given you. You'll be able to stand strong in the word of God, in Jesus' name. And then days. 16 we started discussing which was yesterday about the god appointed fast now where did we stop we stopped at verse 3 where we says behold in the day of your fast ye find pleasure and exact all your labors so that's very important that while we're fasting that we cut down on pleasure so and you know what gives pleasure to you you know what you find yourself doing you know without even thinking so you are the one who knows that and uh, you then begin to cut down on it so even beyond abstaining from food you begin to cut down on it you know and uh, so and then let's go to verse 4 it says behold ye fast for strife and debate so this was something wrong with what they were doing that the lord was pointing out and to smite with the feast of wickedness ye shall not fast as ye do this day to make your voice to be heard on high so it means that you don't boast out there that you are fasting anyone that is not a um a part of your public fast you don't bother discuss discussing your fasting with them it's between it's primarily between you and god and with satan observing because satan it, it has an impact your fasting has an impact on the kingdom of darkness so if we call a public fast I mean, of course, certain people, people who are fasting along with you will know that you are fasting. So it's not a secret, you know, in that sense. But it's a public fast. It's powerful. And then you still have to keep it a secret because you don't have to tell people who are not fasting that you are fasting. And he says that, say ye fast for strife and debate. So strife and debate meant that, oh, okay, if I fast for four days, you fast for three days, then I now beat my chest. I say, how many days have you done? You did three. Uh, only three me i did four four i did four days you did only three uh -huh. so that's strife and debate now that kind of fast is not going to score at all is not going to gel with god so don't even th i mean effectively you only went on a diet if you fast that way and he says you shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high so 
Like, for instance, when I go to work and I'm fasting, nobody at work knows that I'm fasting. Even when they drop chocolate on the table and stuff like that, I just say, oh, no, thanks, I'm all right. Uh, but I don't say, uh, no, 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 I don't want I'm fasting. No, no, that's not how to do it. You just say, you just, I mean, be cautious about it and be polite. I just say, oh, no, thanks, I'm okay. So, but I don't say to them that, oh, I'm on a fast, so sorry, I can't eat your food. No, I don't do that. So that's why it's important that we don't, fast for strife and debate and we keep it a secret and i'll tell you why it has to be kept a secret uh maybe in about one or two days from now then verse five says is it such a fast that i have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul so when you fast uh you are actually afflicting your soul i mean the first day well i mean for whatever reason for the, the first day of some of the fast that I had, um, it was so, I mean, I felt so horrible. I, I mean, it was like, and then I was feeling headaches. It was literally affliction. It was only by the second or third day that my body adjusted, you know, you know, adjusted to it. So really, you're not at your best of moods in, in, in a way because, I mean, you you can't eat while everybody is eating you can't make yourself comfortable you know like everybody else but you are afflicting your soul you're denying yourself of certain pleasures and then you have even have to spend the time reading the bible and doing things that are spiritual then he said is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him will thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the lord so you see that the emphasis there is that people should stop fasting in a way that publicizes what they are doing and in a way that um, makes it obvious that they are looking for validation from people around them that oh yeah this guy is spiritual he's done a lot of fast oh yes 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 and then verse 6 he says is not this the fast so verse 5 tells us the kind of fast that god does not want and verse 6 now tells us the kind of fast that god wants he says is not this the fast that i have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free and that ye break every yoke so you see this should take us to the end of this episode he says is not this the fast that i have chosen so this is the god appointed fast so whenever you fast this way you are fasting the god appointed way now let's see the first thing god says it says to lose the bands of wickedness you see to lose the band of wickedness and to do the heavy undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that ye break every yoke now what god expected them to do here was that whenever they went on a fast he expected them not to put burdens on their workmen or you know in those days they had workmen and you know people servants and slaves and all sorts that all those people while you are fasting they had to take a rest but what they used to do then was that these guys will you know keep the laborers running while they were fasting so that they can be making the dosh for them but the lord was now saying that no 
this has to stop that you then also you know people that were oppressed under them and all the rest that this fast is the one that i have chosen to let them go now this um, scripture here has what i call a double interpretation the first interpretation is literal it is actually literal that to lose the bands of wickedness these guys were wicked to undo the heavy burdens this guy put heavy burdens on other people to let the oppressed go free god wanted them to let the people that they were oppressing go free and that ye break every yoke it meant you know the yoke there refers to you know like you know bondage something that had tied they had used in time people so if people were owing you those days you are under a yoke to them so what god was saying that during this time of fasting you lose the bands of wickedness undo everybody's let oppressed people go free let and break the yoke of people and then the next thing and then the next thing is what i call the you know like the other you know the literal interpretation and then the I mean the um, how, how do I put it now the other interpretation which is that to lose the bands of wickedness you see when you lose the bands of wickedness on other people what then happens is that you have planted a seed in the realm of the spirit and the, revo- the reward and the return of that seed is that you also you are loosed from the bands of wickedness now and also when you undo everybody's you also everybody's over you are undone and when you let the oppressed go free it means that wherever you are being oppressed you will go free and that when you break every yoke it means that every yoke that is also tying you down will also be broken because when you have taken the steps you have planted seeds in the realm of the spirit and you will get a return of those seeds do you understand so during a time of fasting is also a time of soul searching is a time where you know you, you um if people have offended you if people have crossed you is a time where you want to forgive them is a time where you want to let them go is a time where you want to release them from the jail of your heart so that you can face god squarely and so that you can reap the rewards of your fast in jesus name amen our time is up we'll stop here and um we'll meet again tomorrow god bless you Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. Listen and be blessed. Hello. You're welcome to day number 18 of our series on prayer and fasting. This is uh, Pastor Shaladio. Once again, you're welcome. Uh, today's prayer point, which is day 8 of uh, our 21-day fast, is Lord, cause my light to rise up in obscurity and my darkness to be as the noonday in the name of Jesus Christ. And the scripture for that is in Isaiah chapter 58, verse 10. It says, 
And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. So during this fast, what you're going to do, it says when you draw out your soul to the hungry, draw out your soul means that you are in a fast, you are afflicting your soul, but you are drawing your soul out to the hungry. It means that you are feeding the hungry, you are feeding the poor. And it says, and satisfy the afflicted soul. Now, you see, one of the things that I think these guys used to do there back then, was that even though they were fasting, the food that they were supposed to eat, they saved it. So that when the fast is over, they'll carry that food and go and eat it. So really, technically, they didn't fast. So what the Bible is saying here is that when you draw out your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, it means that the thing that you afflicted your soul with, you carry it and go and use it to satisfy another afflicted soul somewhere. So it means that you've starved yourself of food. So what you're going to do is that that food that you starved yourself of, you will give it out to the hungry. So, and if that is not possible in your kind of economy, it means that you can turn that into cash. You can turn that into the cash and donate to a cause that feeds the poor. But one thing you must always do is that when you are fasting, you must have a provision to feed the poor. When you are fasting, it means that you have decided to afflict yourself willfully, to afflict your soul willfully, so that you can pursue the things of God vigorously. But as you do that, you must also satisfy the afflicted soul that is around you, i.e. you must minister to their physical needs. And then the Bible says, your light shall rise in obscurity and your darkness be as the noonday. So please, this is a very, um, in, a very um, important spiritual step that you must not take for granted. And as you do that, you key into this prayer that, Lord, my light will rise up in obscurity and my darkness will be as the noonday in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, we we, we started off uh, days 1 to 5 by saying prophetic utterances require a fight of faith. And then days 6 to 10, we examine the kind of movement that we can detect in our spirit and in our souls that indicates that we are having a personal call to prayer and fasting, a season of prayer and fasting. Then days 11 to 15, we discussed uh, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. Uh, it's a part of it's the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which includes speaking in tongues, is for every believer, every Christian. And then days 16 to 20, uh, we're looking at the God-appointed fast, the kind of fast that makes impact in the spirit realm, the kind of fast that God recognizes. So that's what we're discussing today. And today is day number 18. So we're going to flip over to where we stopped, which was we stopped at verse 6, you know, which is that, um, that when we, as 
there are two interpretations to the scripture the first one is that we who are fasting we actually lose the band of wickedness that we've tied around people we let people go we off we forgive people you know all you know people have done things to us several months ago several weeks ago we just let them go at this time we'll just let them go we'll just forgive them and let them go it says let the oppressed go free that ye break every yoke and then the second interpretation is that during the fast the bands of wickedness over our lives are getting broken heavy bodies are getting undone up any area in which we are being oppressed we are being let free and that every yoke upon our lives is being broken and this is a valid interpretation even jesus said that uh, when they came to ask Jesus that why couldn't we, you know, why could not we cast the demon out of this boy? And Jesus told them that it was because of their faith. That you knew that it was because of their faith. And then the next thing he said, he said that, you know, however, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. So it meant that there are some levels of oppression that will require you to go into a season of prayer and fasting. Um, I speak and um, tweet a lot about breaking soul ties, you know, like when you're breaking habits and stuff. So I have a chapter uh, in my book that talks about the steps to take in breaking soul ties um, that's feeding on God's word. Uh, look, I mean, relinquishing associations that pull you into those soul ties and then prayer and fasting and from that chapter that's chapter six of my book uh, breaking soul ties people have come back to give me testimonies of how they defeated masturbation addiction to masturbation how they defeated addiction to pornography all sorts of crazy things dropping off the lives of people as they gave themselves to prayer and fasting that's those bands of wickedness were loosed from their lives they were on those heavy burdens on their lives were undone so it is very important then let's go to verse 7 he says is it not to deal so god is now telling them what kind of fast he expects them to observe he said is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry so it means that during the fast you you should or if i you must deal your bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house when thou seest the naked that thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh so all this god is writing here because when you do all this you set a law in motion in the realm of the spirit a law that is such that anything that you are crying and looking up to god for can never be denied you it cannot be denied you let me give you one testimony that may encourage you you you, you may not see the link except if you are very uh, if you are spiritually enlightened there was a time when we were believing God, you know, for a child. And the mentality I had, you know, then, or I still have really, is that if I'm believing God for a blessing, I will look at other people who already have that blessing and do what it takes to help them preserve that blessing. As in, appreciate that blessing and give to them what I have in my own hands that will help them 
preserve that blessing. So, I used to like make concessions for kids on my way to work. If I see, if I, uh, if I see like um, a mother struggling to carry both a child and a pram up the stairs at the station, it does not matter whether I am late for work. I will stop and help that woman carry her stuff up the stairs before I go to work. Seriously, I always did it. And I still do it. And then, because I just thought, wow, she has a baby. I don't have one. Such a wonderful blessing. One day, I'm going to have a baby like this too. I'm going to have a child like this too. So, I will do it. There was one day, um, myself and Moni were driving. That's my wife. We were driving. I think we drove to the station for whatever reason. Maybe I went to pick her to the station. I can't remember. It's a long time ago now, over 10 years ago. And then we saw a lady with five children at the station. And one heavy torrential rainfall just started. She was stranded. There was absolutely no way she could have left that station. Not in that rain. It was not possible. And you don't know when that rain was going to stop. So I told Moni, I said, can you see that woman there? Those are her children. And I don't know how they will get home tonight. And you see, this is, you know, like UK, London, you know, it's like everybody, you just mind your business. You don't cross anybody. If I even try to help people, they can insult you and tell you to get out. I don't need your help, blah, blah, blah. So I was battling with those thoughts. But I just knew that this was right for me to help this woman. I mean, they were definitely were living in our town, Grace. So I told Muni, I said, you know what? Since you are a lady, you go to that woman and offer that let's take them home you make that offer to them let's take them home and i'll be waiting in the car and money did she went to the lady and the lady was so excited so you can imagine a car that was meant for three people at the back who crammed all the kids there (laughs) and then we took them home and this lady was so excited she was moved to tears she was moved to tears and um, i knew where she was staying and you know i mean we got to her house then we became friends she's from somali and while we got talking she even told me she was married to a nigerian but her marriage was um was troubled at that time then she asked me said but wait do you guys have kids at all i've never seen your kids before I said, well, we're still believing God. She just, and this was a Muslim, not a Christian, Somali. She just looked at me and said, okay, so you don't have kids. But then you help me and you help my own kids in the rain that day. Look, you can never die childless. Now, this was a Muslim saying that to me. Say, you cannot die. And you helped me. Oh no, she was in tears. You know, when she said, when she was speaking, she was in tears. You see, those things, they carry weight in the realm of the spirit. While you are fasting, go and do something. Go and do something that will make somebody cry out. That will make somebody cry out on your behalf to God. That will make somebody moved to tears that wow you did this for me just go and do something go and do something there's that scripture in proverbs i 
can't remember the exact place where it is where the cry of the poor is heard in the in the ears of god so it means it's not only your voice that god is hearing in prayer but god is also hearing the voice of the poor rising up to him and what is the poor saying about you what they are saying about you carries weight in the realm of the spirit when i say what they say about you i mean their response to the things and to the seeds that you have sown into their lives they carry weight in the realm of the spirit i'm not saying that you must make a poor man pray for you no no that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that you will sow seeds into the lives of people to a point where their cry unto god is going to carry a lot of weight in the realm of the spirit so we we've said that and we've shared all this in um, verse 7 and we will round up uh, we'll continue tomorrow with verse 8 but one thing is clear during your fast you must consider the poor you must have thoughts for the poor you must have a program an arrangement whether you're feeding the poor through your church or you're feeding the poor directly somebody must be eating off your table during the fast it is written there hallelujah and it's going to be a great blessing to you we'll meet again tomorrow and god bless you listening to this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sholadio. To learn more about Soul Ties on Twitter, please follow our Sholadio and our Soul Ties tweets. You can also visit www.breakingsoulties.com to read up on Soul Ties. To contact Sholadio, please send an email to breakingsoulties at charisministries.org That is K-A-R-I-S ministries.org You can also chat with him on BBM by using the following pin 52C7F3CD I repeat 52C7F3CD We have come to the end of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sean Adio. See you again same time next week. Jesus is Lord.